Hey everybody, welcome to episode 46 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we are talking all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back. Uh, I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Bloodtithe Ben. Hello, hello. How you doing, man? You okay? Yeah, yeah. Really excited to do the first live Bonehead podcast. I know. It's very, very, very cool. We've got uh, people in chat already, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> Rob says, Ben and Ben, you know this is public. We do in do. We do indeed. Uh, yes, yeah, so this is our first live show. We thought, as we've been doing a bunch of stuff uh, streaming-wise and everything, we might as well just give it a go, because... Seemed like a fun thing to do. How do you feel about going live with the show today, Ben? I'm a big fan. Like I, I love a bit of streaming, a bit of Twitch, a bit of Facebook, YouTube. You know, it's all it's all really good. And I think this will be quite fun. To get a bit of uh, audience engagement with with whoever wants to. Yeah, in. that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, what do we got in chat? We have got Matt's BBL. We have got Rob Williams Days. We got Stephen Knowles. Panamanian uh, is by pre-ordered excitement. Who else has got their? Who's that? I can't quite see. Dan Brooks, I think. Um, excitement, who else is there pre-ordering? So yeah, it's all uh, it's all very exciting. So we're going to move straight on to news. You cut straight in on top of the fancy new video, Ben. Oh, yeah, see, I'm still getting used to this. This is where we'd edit that out in a regular show, Ben. No, no it's fine. We're still going to do that. I'm still going to cut the recordings in bits, so we'll take little breaks between some of the segments, just so it makes it slightly easier for me to... Um, to edit afternoon zephyr baby mitch wade how you doing steve burton in chat uh it's nice to see everybody there so news first up ben what do we got for us what was the first thing on the news list yeah the first thing is from games workshop a sunday preview uh calling all generals this from the 28th of june so this is for the age of well start with it's the age of sigma generals handbooks so yeah, i know we've age of sigma out there it's just dropped as well but the big news Yes, below that is the new Blood Bowl spike. So the big news was the brand new team. In theory, there was a new team introduced to Blood Bowl um, mm -hmm. and uh, a bit of a rejig of the old team. Um, we're going to talk about that in detail later on in the show because, uh, well, we've had some practice games, haven't we, Ben? Yes, yeah, some hilarious <laughs> practice games. <laughs> we, got some, uh, we got some good practice and I played some... Uh, some I played some new Underworlds on Blood Bowl 2 as well, just to try out the different thing. So, yeah, we've got a spike, and the spike should be dropping this Saturday. So I'm assuming, from what I can see in chats, there's a load of people who've already got theirs in. Rob himself has uh, got his his copies in his shop. I'm hoping that Entoyment has their copies tomorrow, so that I can uh, bounce over and we can do a, a nice video review um, of those as early as we can. Um, but, yeah, we've got a brand new team, which is... The Old World Alliance. Now, I did a quick breaking news update um, when this landed, but let's let's talk about it in a bit of detail now, Ben. What do you think of the Old World Alliance? I think it's a really, really fun addition to the game. I mean, it's like we, we're a big fan of mixed teams, and this is like more mixed teams, you know, in the same vein of Underworld and uh, Chaos Pact. And it's kind of just like the sort of less, it's kind of less wild, more kind of solid, but still really quite a fun mixed bag yeah it's it's a very cool thing um so disclaimer uh we're going to be um 
we're going to try and be positive about the new teams, about the changes, yeah. because they're here. And as far as new people are concerned for Blood Bowl, that's what's that's what's what. So the Old World Alliance is a mixture of dwarves, humans, with a sprinkling of halflings, and you do get an ogre. Um, so it's a bit of everything except elves, which I think is very important. Um, they've got a, an interesting caveat to their team. So Pact and Underworld, who are mixed teams as well, they have animosity. These guys do not have animosity. They just have a ton of loner, basically, which makes them play really, really interestingly. Uh, I was a bit surprised at um, that. On paper, the team looks mighty. Um, <clears throat> but in practice, it's it's pretty reasonable. Um you get one of the positionals, and we are going to go into it in detail, but I, I think it's quite interesting that they've gone this route, and it's completely come out of left field. They showed the spoilers for Snotlings. I'm still waiting for Snotlings. Um, then they dropped this. I mean, what? why do you think that is, Ben? Any ideas? Um, I mean, there's... there's. We said this before, where we we had our tournament in January where we had um, sort of mixed sprues, and I know Blitz Bowl has had a big... Um, Surgeons in the US, particularly, obviously, where it's mm. sold. Um, yeah, it's really popular. We've still got that copy for us to try out, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon I, as we can. I, I, yeah, I do wonder if this is kind of with bearing that in mind, where people might have a Blitz Bowl human team and a Blitz Bowl dwarf team or something like that, and it's their way of getting into Blood Bowl. They already have the sort of sprue of each. Now they can just have a Blood Bowl team. Yeah, which is... Um... Which I think is, I mean, Rob's put in chat that he thinks it might be a <clears throat> bit of a love letter to the Bono podcast. But yeah, um, yeah. the whole one sprue mixed team thing definitely feels like a, a love letter to your hangover bowl, man. Uh, which I'm, you know, I'm excited about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was good fun. Um, it worked really well. And having an official team, which is kind of just a hybrid, it's just more options. And I think it's good. It's more options without necessarily having to get more stuff. And yeah. I think that's quite cool. Yeah, it's unusual. It's more ways to play the game. And that's one of. That's one of the, the key. I mean, more Blood Bowl is more better. It has been our tagline uh, ever since I forgot how to use the English language one episode. And it's kind of stuck. <laughs> and uh, more teams is is more better, technically. There's more variation for you to play against. Variation is absolutely huge for us. So Middenheim Maulers is their name team, but the Old World Alliance is the team type. And um, it is one human blitzer, one dwarf blitzer, one thrower for the humans, one runner for the dwarves, one slayer for the dwarves, up to two dwarf blockers, up to two halflings, uh, unlimited human linemen, and an ogre. So it's got a bit of everything. Um, that's very interesting. Uh, talking about things that are very interesting, the other big change to come out of this was that the underworld denizens um, had a bit of a change. What happened to them then? Yeah, so they had a bit of a mix-up to... Um sort of accommodate the Games Workshop sprues. Oh, good pun there. Like so... that. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they took off a Blitzer and swapped it for a Gutter Runner, and I think also a Thrower to a Line Wrap. Yeah, so we were talking about sprues. What they've done is instead of having uh, two Blitzers, two Throwers, uh, two Linemen, they've just said, look, you get what's on a Skaven sprue. So half a Skaven box is half your Underworld team. So like Ben says, three Linemen and Gutter Runner a blitzer and a thrower so you lose a thrower you lose a blitzer you replace them with a gutter runner and a third lineman and um it changes the team a bit the uh it changes the team quite a bit i don't think it massively affects it in power level but it does definitely uh affect how how it plays i guess it's not as brawly it's it's definitely dashy 
Um, <clears throat> it's it's interesting. Um, and I know I said we were going to try and be positive, but what um, what one thing that's come out for the entire time BB16 has been there is uh, why can't you have a team in a box? You know, I always have to go and buy my yep. second box to fill out my positionals. Uh, so it feels like they said, look, just one box, Underworld, there's all your goblins, there's all your positionals, off you go, all you need to get is the troll. Um, but then with the Old World Alliance, they've got players in there that are surplus, because it, it looks like the box is going to come with possibly three halflings, um, and you can only take two, and it definitely comes with three dwarf blockers, and you can only take two. So it's a bit of a mixed message. I'm not... I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? I, I think it's just a uh, a balanced thing, more than anything. Like, all, kind of like... Uh... It's it's not like it would be worse. I think if it was the other way around, where like you'd have to get an extra player, which currently the underworld team you could argue is if you're going from Games Workshop models. Mm. But like having surplus, I don't think is too bad because I do feel like these were perhaps designed for players who already had the models in the first place. Yeah, and this is a real quick way to get in there uh, with yes. a team. You get all the positionals. It's just it's interesting. It's interesting. The argument there, it's all over the internet. Whether you're on Twitter or Facebook, uh, I'm probably on the talk fantasy football forums as well um it's a peculiar change but it is a change and you know what in professional sports things change players retire to some teams that were good are no longer good um some years the patriots don't make it to the super bowl and uh things do change <laughs> so we're just gonna have to look at this as the fact that actually if you're playing in blood bowl 16 rules world your underworld team now has a gutter runner and you, yep that's you know that's fine so other things that, that come out they've um, got the team card pack for old world alliance i have picked that up it's the only team card pack i've picked up and i just thought i'd uh, give it a give it a, a look over they've got a pretty cool pitch um half road half underworld mutation warp stone kind of look what do you think to the pitch yeah. man i i think i think they're pretty solid pitches i i, I quite like them that there's not like you know, too much going on. You can't see it. They're pretty clear. Yeah, I like the um, road. I do one. actually really like. Yeah, I like the road one too. <laughs> I think it's really cool. It looks really clear. Uh, now we've yeah. got a pitch to try out. So when I get to enjoyment, we'll be checking that through, and uh, we will be giving the pitch away. I've got something up my sleeve, uh, but we'll announce that in a couple of days. Uh, but yeah, so that is it for Games Workshop news. I mean, I know they had uh, a little article basically talking through mixed teams and how it came out was they're getting mixed teams but it wasn't mixed teams rules um it was just the mixed teams themselves uh our robin chat says shame there's no dice it is a shame there's no dice um i made the order made the pre-order and i was like oh i, I forgot to put the dice in and uh, no they've dropped two teams with no dice uh so it seems a bit harsh um, it could just be related to um, obviously production has been more difficult lately might just be related to that yeah and uh, there's a lot of rumours around the fact that this might have been bumped up over the snotlings because they already had a surplus of, uh, of miniatures they had a surplus of sprues for these um, but then right. there's loads of counterpoints that say that the models are produced in England now they're not produced abroad so I don't know I don't know um, they're all pretty good theories and I do love a good conspiracy theory especially when it is to do with <laughs> Blood Bowl so um, yeah it's an interesting one but that is it for Blood Bowl in Games Workshop land there's a couple of other bits though isn't there <laughs> oh the Akaro dice Ben have you ha had a chance to have a look at the bugs that the Akaro guys are, are spoiling at the moment because the Kickstarter is coming soon 
I have, yeah. They're, they're a little <laughs> bit freaky. Okay, so what did we have last episode? Was it sharks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We had sharks last episode, and uh, this time we've got um, we've got the cast from uh, A Bug's Life. Um, yeah, pretty much. Or, 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 or ants, I'm not sure which one's which, but this is a super stylized ant team. Um, they look well sculpted so far that's all i can really say they look well sculpted uh it's definitely not a team for me but it is just ants anthropomorphized ants that look like they're straight out of a dreamworks movie yeah it's the it's the render and like the um the, like the rendered textured paint job on them really makes them like look <laughs> like an animation yeah uh, it like does a- mid 2000s animation or maybe even late 90s you know honestly it's so it is it is bug life or all the movie ants that's just yeah. that's exactly what it is it's it's crazy uh but it's you know it's it, if it's your if it's your bag it's quite cool I mean, we've seen all kinds of blood bowl teams haven't we we've seen the, the my little pony one uh we've seen a whole bunch of different ones um this keep an eye out for it insect bowl from a caro studio uh, if if you're into um, maybe good if you've got kids maybe 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 uh, Craig Nash in chat hey Craig how you doing loved your entry uh, the dice got released ages ago they're pricey you can find them on eBay catching the stream late been painting a human thrower fantastic have you been painting the human thrower for the old world alliance is the question um, yeah they they released the underworld dice uh, a while ago and then um, you know they became uh, massively overpriced on the second hand market more valuable than gold i think i think so i think they were the glow in the dark dice as well so (laughs) but i'm just surprised to see they haven't released a a dice set for old world alliance but there are loads of dice out there so what can you do and i think we've got one more bit and it is the kraken fantasy stadiums kickstarter uh this landed i think it feels like it landed today um yeah or soon uh, recently i I have not seen this but it came up in our group chat so the kraken fantasy stadiums is another 3d print kickstarter so this is you are backing this to get stl files and the stl files are for a whole bunch of pitch sections including a raised middle one where you can get your logo added which is which is very very cool i mean i know that's something we're going to do ben um get some get some middle sections with the bonehead podcast logo on could be really cool uh and then it's got a whole bunch of outside sections as well um you've got the stands you've got um fences around the edge you've got lamps and lanterns and little shops it even comes with a bunch of civilians and a scoreboard it's got everything it's really really cool and it's really good value it's like 30 euros for everything all the minis the entire lot yeah 20 27 pounds for yeah. access to absolutely everything now you uh crunched the numbers very very briefly didn't you on um on how much it would cost to print an entire blood bowl pitch like this yeah in terms of raw material like let's say let's just guess all of it together weighs a kilo maybe two kilos oh that's like crazy that, like, it's just assuming. I don't know how. I've never printed anything this large before. But let's say it uses a whole spool of res of plastic. Plastic is around like, um, it's around twenty pound per kilo. Yeah. So that's why, like, just going on pure material alone, it's probably some anywhere between twenty and fifty pounds. Okay. Um, that's not factoring in the <laughs> several weeks it will probably take to print everything. And that is exactly what I was going to go and and add in. So, 
on the one hand, if I could get this pitch and these sta this sta these stand bits for 50 quid, let's say 70 pounds with postage, that would be sweet. Getting it for 27 pounds and then having to pay that amount of money to build it, okay, it takes it up to 70, 80 pounds. That's very reasonable. But with 3D printing, that's going to take, what, a month to print? Probably won't take that long, but it's going to take a fair while. Um, I'm, I think it's still worth it. It's still pretty good value for what you get. And the minis as well, like you could probably print a good batch of them for not that much. Yeah, the miniatures um, are very, very cool. You get civilians, you get ogres, you get referees and things. Um, I like... Uh, well, I think it was Ian, Ian Wanham Hannah in the uh, probably in the Discord or the, or our group chat was saying, don't worry about the pitch for now, just print the stuff around the edge. Uh, yes, print the stuff around the edge and just apply it to your mat. He did kind of point out that between us, we've got more than enough pitches. Um, exactly. <laughs> and Robert Williams Day in chat as well saying you don't have to print it all at once; you can do it over time. Exactly. Like Ben said, I'll start with the extras like the scoreboard, yeah, and then just build it up, paint it up at a slow pace, and it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean. It is probably the best pitch I've seen. I know that the you, the Leprechaun Kickstarter had a pitch as well, and uh, Ian Triplo's printing that. That's really cool. That's a stone effect. This looks like a proper pitch. Like this is bits of earth that it's got. It's just it looks like rugged dirt, and you've it's got interchangeable sections, um, so you can take it apart, put it together. It is thirty four mil scale. It is really interesting. It's been really well done. The price is reasonable if you've got a three D printer. You know, for £27, it comes with those miniatures as well. So it's not just the pitch. You know, you get the extras. You get the uh, the the crowd pieces and the barrels, you know, the, the middle bit of the pitch. There's a lot to love about this. Uh, yeah. The little flags and things. It's it's really interesting. They, they've done a lot. And they've done a lot of work. And it's also good. There's a lot of, like, good um, scatter because they all, they all come with uh, scattered terrain bases as well. So you don't have to have the big modular base. You can put it on an existing pitch, or you could just use it in like war games. Yeah, that um, oh, I hadn't games. even hadn't even considered that, man. That's that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, the other thing is that if you were any good at casting, um, you could print one off, and then you could with uh, using some kind of silicon mold, you could quickly cast up more pieces to make a pitch, and that's what I reckon we should do as a group. Um, yeah, because quick yeah, one, you print some stuff, I'll cast some stuff. We'll all have a pitch in no time at all. Um, or, you know, for future tournaments, we could all have very, very, very cool pitches for our tournaments. And that is something I'm very excited for. Uh, but on the news front, I think that's everything, Ben. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that's everything. Okay, cool. So we're just waiting for the snotling news more than anything then. Yeah, I know. I'm really, really, really excited for that release. That's going to be a <laughs> quick emergency broadcast. I think. Oh, absolutely. We're just going to absolutely farm those games in. Uh, a couple of bits in chat. Uh, Rob says, nice minis too. Craig Nash, it's very nice, but more a novelty. Yeah, it is a novelty. Um, absolutely. It's, uh, it's more... If this had landed before the lockdown, I think there'd be a load of, a load of really nice pictures out there. Uh, and Dan Brooks, uh, waiting for my Grebo Orc team. Very nice. Uh, not a fan of the Bugs Life team. My son isn't, but he is a Skaven coach. Yes, glad to hear that. Love Skaven. Okay, so we will move on to hobby. Okay, hobby time. Ben, what have you been up to? Uh, quite a lot, as usual, as is the case during lockdown. Um, lots of time to hobby. Yeah, um, big thing at the moment is Middle Earth. Oh, yeah, you've gone hard into Lord of the Rings all of a sudden. Yeah, so um, Ian Warhanam Hannam, 
friend of the podcast, <laughs> recent guest. Oh, <laughs> there uh... you go. There we go. You have achieved full uh, host <laughs> host mode there, using the full That's tagline and friend of the, the podcast. That's brilliant. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thanks. It's been my dream. Oh man, you've um, you've made it. I need to get you a shirt soon. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, long time, long time friend of the podcast. But <laughs> anyway, I've distracted yes. you. Yes, and Lord of the Rings. Yes, he, he's. I think he got a bit of birthday money. He was like, "I want to get the Lord of the Rings books, the Battle for Pelennor Fields." You want to split it? And I said, "Yes, I do want to split that." So we split it, and I took the Mordor side. He's taken the Rohan side, and um, and yeah, we're kind of both painting it up and we're going to have some battles, do some of the scenarios out of the book as soon as lockdown finishes. And it, it's good fun. It's it's just nice to paint, paint something so different. The the scale is very, very different. Um, but it's a cool box. You get a load of stuff. You get the Fell Beast. Uh, you get some stuff. Yeah. Ian gets Troll. the Rohan, the Dol Amroth uh, Knight guys. Do they come in the box? Or did I make that? Uh, yes, I think so. The, the blue and white guys. Oh. So haven't seen oh, Ian. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Army of the Dead, yeah. Oh, wait, no. No, no, no. The other guys, the, oh, okay. the, silver, the silver helm looking guys. Uh, anyway, you did a paint stream this week, which I thought was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking to do more as well. Like, as soon as I get a free evening, um, I'll do another one. Week, that's uh... yeah, no, it's no. really good fun. Like Ian, Ian jumped on. We both painted together. He posted his updates. Um, I, I, I was doing <laughs> yeah. some live painting. The box still up on uh, Twitch.tv/blood underscore tide. If you want to have ah, a look, fantastic. And what we do need to do is get you hooked up with our. Um, our streaming account so you can farm it off to on youtube as well um stark in chat my two uh my two love blood bowl and oh my two loves blood bowl and middle earth strategy battle game and craig nash boo skaven Dis- disappointing uh, craig's a big oh, bash orc guy and a coach uh stark love to hear that yep so ben you're doing a load of work with the with the middle earth and it's great to see the hobby hangouts i wish we'd started them sooner um, yeah me too because I think we missed a trick there, but it's um it's tricky to set up, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's a lot of technical stuff that goes that's involved in getting the cameras and the audio right. But I think once it's there, it's good fun. It's actually quite easy. Um, it's quite laid back. But we'll definitely do more. I think it's the start of something. So uh, that would yeah. be that'd be really really cool. Um, I painted up some of my Minotaur while you were streaming. Uh, for those who are on YouTube, it is the guy in the picture, um, and I've done way more highlighting that so far. Um, and that's the Minotaur from Windsor Chog. So I picked him up, built him, did the cool time lapse, which <laughs> actually people said they enjoyed for the uh, the unboxing and build video. And um, it's a it's a lovely model. And now I'm painting it up. It actually looks the the, the pose is a, it puts it can put people off a bit because he's really hunched over. Um, but the paint's going on him now. The highlights are going on him, and he it's it's a really really nice model. Um, I finished building all of my uh, Zinch team. So I got four beastmen with extra arms, four Ooh, yeah. uh, chaos warriors with extra arms, and the changeling. And I'm thinking of going the same paint scheme, which is dark. Uh, black highlighted with kind of like a turquoise, uh, especially for the Good beasts, because uh, I'm really enjoying it. The best thing with Zinch is you can really do anything. You can go wild because you know it's all about it's true chaos, isn't it? Zinch, it's it's it unpredictable. Be, yeah. You can go as bright as you like, as dark as you like. You can do anything. I, I don't think my painting style is good enough to be bright. Um, Agrax, well, Agrax covers a lot of uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of sins. So uh, the the dark of the uh, the Minotaur has given me an opportunity to do some edge highlighting and just some extreme highlighting. I'm not I've never really 
uh, painted a lot of black before so it's pretty cool um a couple of things in chat craig yeah you know squishy skaven orcs go wah uh, Rob, perfect for Renegade teams. Yeah, perfect for Renegade teams. And Zephyr in chat. How you doing, Zephyr? Uh, what's the changeling being used as? The changeling is being used as a changeling. It's the Zinch special teams um, roster that I've built. Uh, I just what needed to build it after watching Alpha Wolf run rampant with them in Lockdown Bowl. Thanks to Rob, friend of the podcast, Rob. Um, uh, watching that team, I think, was it? I just, just... I got to do uh, coverage of a match and the, the big hand on an extra arm on the Beastman is just such a cool, cool position. There's Matt's BBL, learn the hard way. Agrax is not meant for light colours. No, Agrax is fine. Um, but actually, Matt's BBL co-commentated this game with the Beastman just, just swooped in there and picked up this ball in four tackle zones and just took a cheeky three plus out. It's just such a cool oh, build of a team. And I know we're going to be talking about secret teams next uh, next episode, Ben. And I think yeah. that Zinch team's got to be on there because it's such a very, very, very cool team. Um, so, games. Played any games, Ben? Yeah, we played last night. Yeah, we did. It was great. Two games. Yeah. Um, really, really enjoyed it. It was the uh, old Underworld off and a bit of the Old World Alliance testing. Yeah, so we tried out both the new teams uh, from Spike 9, although Chaos Pact are in Spike as well. Rob, I think you can confirm that. We've seen the uh, the team thing, but, but Pact haven't changed at all. It's just that Underworld have now gone to Gutterworld, and uh, you've got the Old World Alliance. So we played one game with Old World Alliance versus Gutterworld, and then one OG Underworld versus the new Underworld 2020. And they were both extremely ridiculous matches. They'll be up on YouTube tomorrow morning, or they'll be out now when you're listening. Um, if you're interested to see how Old World Alliance play, check out that first game. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but it is absolutely 150% the loner team. It's all about loner skill. Um, and uh, the Underworld versus Underworld match is just a hilarious game. That, there is a clip on that, which I know you've posted. <laughs> yeah. Um, that. that. <laughs> Uh, let's just say throw teammate doing the worst possible thing for your opponent it's just the best throw of all time um, depends on how you think about the new Underworld team you might fall in love with that <laughs> that was old Underworld taking out all of its hatred on the new one mm-hmm. um, Matt's PBL God of World sounds like the world's worst amusement park yeah <laughs> uh, and we've got the Phil Bifter got a couple of the wins of Chog Oaks as trees for my fling team. Lovely minis. Yeah. Um, I've picked up Birch. I don't have the Oak one. Um, I went with one or the other. The Oak one is, is on the to buy list. In fact, I picked you up the, uh, the Birch. Yeah, I went with Birch because it just had more mobility to it. But what did I, I put an order in for a Minotaur and a Troll today um, as giveaways for prizes in the future. Um, uh, Expert Beard, the best. It was the best moment. Best, The best minus one mutter uh, movement. Gutter Runner is glorious. Yeah. Stephen Knowles, best with Skaven. Matt's BBL wins a chug. Always top quality. Seriously. Yes, such, such good stuff. Um, so, yeah, well, you and I got in a couple of games, and um, I played my zombie versus zombie game in the A Zombie BL, which is a fumble league run by Morpheus, uh, a coach. It was ridiculous. It was such good fun. I'd had such a bad day. Like, just life was just <laughs> having no fun. Like, we've got. It was just a rubbish day, and um, that game saved me. Because let me put, when you've got 15 zombies playing Blood Bowl, um, everything is garbage. Like, everything is, you know that in our game, Ben, we were both taking ridiculous risks and taking dodges that should have failed and going for it and things like that. 
It's yep. all the game is. And when it goes wrong, you don't care because there are zombies and they just regen. Um, it's, it was so liberating. It's the most liberating game you can play outside of Stunty League, I think. Um, I have to give it a go. I'm a bit glad I didn't jump in on this. I'll, I'll definitely do the next one, maybe like Skeleton League or something. Well, we've joked in the Discord that the, the meta should have been Squigs versus Zombies, so I think we need to pull okay. that one out at some point as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I pulled off a 1-0 win with a defensive touchdown, which was pretty exciting. I think the YouTube replay is live now. Uh, and uh, I've got to get... I'm up against Expert Beard next. Um, Matt's BBL says we scare off in a couple of weeks. I look forward to that. <laughs> I look forward to taking you down. Matt, I imagine you will. Uh, Craig Dash, every model I've seen by Wins Jog has been amazing molds. Got to buy one soon, absolutely. And Expert Beard, yes, Squig versus Zombies. So, plenty of games going on, even though we're in lockdown. <clears throat> um, very much looking forward to playing a real-world game again soon. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. Um, we'll just have to see how soon we can get that in. So, uh, anything else, hobby and games-wise, in the Blood Bowl world, Ben? I think that's more or less it, actually. Um... Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking forward to painting up some Blood Bowl teams, actually. Like, doing all this Middle Earth, doing a lot of skirmish game stuff. I'm just like, I haven't played Blood Bowl in a long time. So maybe we could do a, a Zinch painting thing together. I'll paint oh, my, my Renegade Zinch team. You can paint that's Zinch a, team. That's a great idea. Um, but also, you've got a couple of things for you to print that I'd love to see soon as well. The uh, Ooh, yes. RNE Studio Miniatures um, yeah. had a bit of a sale on their 3D just SDL files, so I picked up a couple just to see how good at uh, a a fabricated general that Ben is when it comes to Blood Bowl, uh, because you know unlimited mummies uh, could be uh, dangerous. <laughs> yeah, there we go, mummy team. Yeah, the agenda. I, that, that, that that team is missing from uh, from the secret eggs. <laughs> okay, so the first topic that we're going to be moving on to today is going to be our big guy competition. So. Uh, Let's, uh, let's move on to that. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. It is uh, our first topic for today, which is the big guy competition. So uh, we talked about our top five big guys. We talked about it for a long time. I think it went to top 10, didn't it? Um, yep. We had loads of people help us with that, which was so cool. It's really good to see um, how wrong I was about some stuff. <laughs> how much uh, how much the uh, zombie, uh, not the zombie, the Beast of Nurgle is loved by the community. Uh, just phenomenal. I thought it was weird yeah. that you love trolls that much, but you know. No, it's not weird. Everyone loves trolls. <laughs> Everyone loves trolls. Uh, we played plenty of trolls yesterday. Um, no. uh, then we thought... Let's see what the community has got uh, in the way of homebrewed big guys. And I, I, we mentioned it just before we took the break, but there was we had 60 pages of entries. Like, this yeah. was phenomenal. It was uh, a good read. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Like, it there's a lot I didn't think people would come up with, so it's been really interesting. There was some really great stuff. Uh, we had an entire team uh entered which was amazing there's like people have entered five six really cool ideas there's cool skills there's some really sensible ones as well which i'm a bit surprised yeah. at um and uh no so everybody out there listening thank you so much for joining in and for sending in those ideas i mean 60 pages equates to probably 50 something entries um there was it was just phenomenal so what ben and i are going to do is we, we both kind of picked our top three it's what we normally do when we have these competitions and then when it gets to uh our, our top ones we'll roll off probably as best uh yeah that's what we usually I've do got, got dice here got dice here so um, we will roll off for the winner 
and the winner will win. Ah, oh, it's on the other side of the room. Um, the Rat Ogre, the Star Player Rat Ogre, the Armoured Rat Ogre from the Punga Miniatures Pirates Kickstarter. So Punga sent us a little box of joy and uh, that's going to be one of the first bits we give away. Um, it's a beautiful model. It's a chunky beast. Oh, it. um, yeah. 20 euros on the Kickstarter. It'll be a little bit more than that when it comes out and it's worth every penny. Uh, so oh, it's yeah. very, very, very cool. Uh, guys in chat saying good luck to all. Uh, the sinuses of Blood Bowl is unlimited money. Nice prize. It is a cool little prize. We've got, we've got, we've got a lot. We've got a lot of prizes at the moment. So we're going to be doing competitions pretty much non-stop for the next few months. Um, I'm going to try my very best to make sure we've only got one live at any one moment. But yeah, I might fail at that. So without further ado, Ben, <clears throat> yes. would you like to start us off with your number three? Yes. So... Mine, hang on, I'm just going to get up the description of it. <laughs> planned, planned, planned. Uh, I think we'll go three. I think we'll go number three each. We'll go number two each. We'll do our honourable mentions. And then uh, then we'll go to our top ones. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It's just because I control left and got the spelling wrong. That is so, fair. Yeah. Oh, those are your top three. You, you've labelled, right, you, you went to town. You went six. Uh, that's cool. Uh, yep, that is a very cool one. Bear with me, guys. I'm trying to find it on the sheet. The control F is not working. <laughs> this is the beauty of live shows. Well, it's all right. It's just that uh, uh, it's on page forty-four, Ben. Page forty-four. It's on page. In. It's on actually actually yep. on page forty-four. Right. Okay. So this is from Stuart. Um, it is. Bustuarius, I'm going to say, is how you pronounce it. Bustuarius? Um, hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this, this, he's got a little description, so I'm going to start by reading that out. So he says, In the glory days of Telea, powerful enemies captured in battle were taken home to fight in the Telean arenas, such as Bustuarii, a kind of gladiator. The tradition vanished with the waning of Tilian influence, but some necromancers know the rights to recall the spirits of these ferocious captive fighters, and their potential on the Blood Bowl fields is a draw for coaches. They wield the locks and chains that bound them in their arena cells, an ethereal weapon which is thereby hard for referees to confiscate or even prove the existence of. I like so that. So this is an interesting player. He is movement 6, strength 5, edge 5, and armor 8. So 6, 5, 5, 8. That's a beast. Yes, it's a beast. However, where it's interesting is his skills. He has Titchy, No Hands, ah, Regeneration, Loner, Mighty Blow, Foul Appearance, and Frenzy. So this is basically a souped-up ethereal team player. And if anyone's watched uh, or had experience with the Secret League, um, there is a team on there, the ethereal team, who have uh, No Hands linemen, and they've got some Titchy players, Ange 5 Titchy, so they dodge everywhere like ghosts. But yeah, they can't pick up the ball because they're... They've got no their hands. Theory. It's a very yep. interesting team. I think we have one in both Lockdown Bowl and uh, and our Fumble Tournament on uh, Bonehead Bowl as well because they're such an interesting team. Um, yes, and they have foul appearance as well because I think it's kind of to indicate you can't quite punch them. You know, it's like there's a chance you just go through. So it's a, it's a really interesting concept for a big guy because you've got this player who can kind of dodge into tackle zones really easily without having to rely on break tackle or anything like that. And he's just going to be really annoying. He's quite fast. He's strong. He's got mighty blow and strength five. 
He's got frenzy, so he's not gonna like he can kind of push people out of cages, which I think is really interesting. So that is interesting. So he is basically a strength five uh, spirit host from the Ethereal team. That's all he is. Pretty much, yeah. With yeah. Uh, with Mighty Blow and Frenzy. So he does have a suggested miniature, which is Crawlock the Jailer, which I do have on the screen now for those of you who are watching uh, live on one of the, the stream channels. Um, and yeah, I think you're probably going to carry on and explain why this miniature, Ben. Is that right? Yes. So he mentioned in the description that uh, he wields the locks and the chains. Um, and he's also said that uh, Strength 5 and Mighty Blow come from the chain and the lock that he's carrying. So, um, yeah, like, it, it's just a really cool choice and having the model as the inspiration and having the backstory for it, the gladiatorial theme comes in there. I think he's just put a lot of effort into the design of this. And I think it's really interesting and really just a real different big guy. Absolutely. I love these models. I'm going to stop looking. I think we're going to have to bounce back <laughs> off that page. The whole night uh, range is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And they're just prime for Blood Bowl. I know that Rob's built a vampire team using some of them as well, which is cool. What was the nega trait, says Matt's BBL? Well, he has like no, he has no hands and loner, if you can say that. So he hasn't got a nega trait, but he said they play for necromantic and vampire. Necromantic probably quite strong. I think on a vampire team, it's really quite cool because they're obviously a bit of a lower tier. So we had so many suggestions for vampire teams. Um, yeah, I think vampire team is absolutely gagging for something exciting, like a big player, and this fits really well. Ben, that is an absolutely brilliant choice. Uh, yes, I, I I would suggest though that is a good point with the negatrate. I would probably put for, uh, wild animal on it for balance. You probably, probably because wild, it even says in the description. Yeah, because it says in the description they they they're trapped spirits of ferocious captive fighters. I think it kind of fits that. Yeah, the the um, wild makes a lot of sense, I suppose, for that one. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. That is that's very cool. Uh, Rob Robin chat. Uh, more Matt's BBL says cages beware. Absolutely. Um, and Rob says it'll be cool to see what Games Workshop do with vampires. Marcus Decol, how are you doing? Uh, cage cracking superstar, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, how much was that star player, Ben? I think he was 160. Yeah, that's on the expensive end. Uh, yeah, it's cheap, cheaper than a Bloodthirster on the same price as a Bloodthirster. I can't remember how much Bloodthirsters are now. Yeah, 180. Oh, yeah. I think uh, maybe if it's with the no lack of negatory, you probably could do 180. Like, I think it would yeah. be an expensive but very yeah, effective player. I think so. Cool. Uh, so my number three is from Exmo Beard. Um, he submitted one and then changed it up ever so slightly. So I'm going to pop a miniature up there that he suggested was the one to use which is the uh more a big basically his his suggestion is a big frogging toad uh and this one uh the morgan frog frogs team miniature i think fits that really 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 well so he said slightly revised as it was oddly good so nought to one big frogging toad five five two eight okay quite low on the armor uh edge two um it has got really stupid and loner so it's a troll level here extra arm slash tongue which i like uh, foul appearance leap mighty blow prehensile tail slash tongue and very long legs so uh basically the rationale is that a big toad should be able to snatch the ball from air like it's a fat juicy fly but doesn't necessarily have to get off its uh lazy backside to do it 
Uh, made it really stupid because, come on, you don't want a big guy to pick up the ball on three plus and make off without any serious risks. Um, also makes, <laughs> he's put death from above slash leaping with it a bit more balanced. Uh, still not great, but is massively fun and still in line with the slan design. So the slan team um, runs a croxigore. So this thing for 150k, still got prehensile tail, still got mighty blow. Uh, yep. Loses bonehead, but gains really stupid, which I think is a is a big hit. Um, but uh, you you think this is more of an issue than I do? <laughs> uh, only because of every time I play, it's a massive issue. It doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter. On a one, it always fails, but it just it just means it's always a one when it's really stupid. Um, extra arms uh, with edge two means you are picking up a ball on a three plus. Prehensile tongue keeps them in place. Foul appearance is fun. Uh, probably could drop foul appearance but being able to leap in with a big guy uh, on a 4 plus uh, that could be really interesting um, and I love it mm. I think it fits the the slan team better than the croxigore does I agree yeah it's it's a I would much rather have something like this on the slant team than the Crocs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would fit way, way better. Uh, got a couple of things in chat. David Pug. What are we talking about here? Custom star players. Yes, we had a cust. We had a uh, star player design competition, and um, we're going through some of the top entries now. Big theme points there from Matt. Can't think of another frog pun. I'm hopping mad. Terrible Rob Williams day. <laughs> Crocs sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And Expert Beard, he's in chat. Says, thanks for featuring my hor horrid creation, mates. No, it was a great, it was a great entry. Yeah, it's nice to see some slan love as well. Yeah, love a bit of slan. It's quite an interesting team. Uh, he says he still believes it's better than a Croxigore. I think it is better than a Croxigore. Um, but, you know, really stupid. It's, it's one way or the other. So that is my number three, Ben. Over yes. to you. Okay, so I will go to my number two, which I have put as the a halfling star player. Oh, um, I, I think, can't find this one. I think I know which yep. one it's going to be. This is by Steve, and it is the springy sapling. Let me see if I can. You you start talking through it. I'll see if I can get the picture up. All right, so this is for the springy sapling. It's for halfling teams. You can have zero to one. It's 100,000 gold pieces. That's so a bit cheaper than a tree man. Um, it's movement four, strength five, edge one, armor nine. So, you know, it's a bit faster than a tree man too. Um, a bit weaker, but it's overall just more like a big guy stat. I think it's troll stats. Yeah. Um, it's got loner, nerves of steel, over eager, which is a new one, really stupid, sidestep, strong arm, throw teammate. So it's basically a tree man with really stupid instead of take root. Um, who's really good at throwing guys, but he has this caveat. So I'll do a little, um, before I get to Overeager, which he put in, I'll read the little description for him. So he's got, even the mightiest tree men begin their blood bowl career as a fresh from the glade greenhorn. And the springy sapling is as green as they get. Because the springy sapling is a team player and perhaps also suffers from some rookie jitters, They'll often not make a move if they aren't able if they aren't next to a fellow teammate. Sapling isn't really stupid; they just like the company. Watch out, though. The springy sapling has a lot to prove and tends to get overeager with their throws. So he's given a description of this. So he says, before activating that springy sapling, you must roll a d6. On a one, if there's an adjacent teammate with the right stuff skill, then they are thrown. Roll a d8 on the scatter template for the throw direction. Another d8 for distance and scatter three times before landing. If there's multiple little teammates, then a choice is decided by the coach. It doesn't count for the turn's lotted pass action. 
And uh, if the springy saplings action was already to throw a teammate, throw the desired teammate as normal with an additional fourth scatter. Uh, so that's a very cool uh, rule. So basically, it may not, it may just throw the first person it finds, and is in a direction of d8 instead of where you want it to go. Yes. So you get a cheap, <laughs> you get a cheaper big guy, which is quite cool, and an extra one, essentially, assuming you're on a halfling team with two tree men. Yeah. Um, with this like caveat, so you got to do the really stupid as well as overeager, and overeager could just love your guy, but it could be really good. You get two throw teammate actions in a turn, um, and yeah, so it, it is still on a one, so it's not the chances aren't doing. You know, it's not terrible. It's not that like you're always throwing teammates. Yeah, but um, yeah, and having the really stupid there is kind of quite cool because it encourages you to have a guy next to him, so he's likely to overeager to actually throw someone. Um, I just think it's really interesting. Yeah, it, it's it could break cages. It could really mess up your defense. It could give your halflings an extra three movement. You know, it's. I love that it's got nerves of steel. Um, yeah. Because okay, he's got really stupid. So he, and it's and he's over eager. So he may not be doing the things you want him to do. But normally, and you guys in chat will probably, and uh, you guys listening will know that if you've got a throw teammate opportunity coming at you, best thing to do is base their big guys and just make that roll even harder. Because normally. Uh, the throw is if it's a if it's a big guy throwing it, it's going to be loner. And if you can chuck a few tackle zones on, make that two plus three plus pass a four plus or five plus, you're in you're in a good position to stop it. Um, mm -hmm. And having this just nerves of steel. Even so, if you even if you don't use the D eight magic throw, which I think is really interesting, because um, it makes it a tiny trebuchet on your own team, yeah. <laughs> uh, then it, you've got a positional there that um, yes, really interesting. And movement four for a tree man. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't have to take roots, so he can kind of bounce around. Um, yeah, and he's got sidestep as well, so, you know, he can be really annoying. Um, but, yeah, let's I, I, also just talk about the art that he's provided here. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know where the art's from. I don't know if he's drawn it, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's... <laughs> he's got to have drawn it. Like, it matches with the font. I, 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 let's say he drew it, because this looks hilarious. Like, you've got a halfling... People who don't listening in audio, you've got this really lanky tree man. He's looking overconfident with some trainers on. And there's a halfling looking absolutely terrified at him. Uh, <laughs> he knows what's coming. I know. It's, it's got a lot of skills. It's got a lot of potential. Um, and it doesn't have... no, You know, over-eager and really stupid are quite serious negatraits. Um, yes. It's, it's not... It's very similar to a troll, if you think about it. It is. Edge 1, yeah. strength 5, move 4, armor 9... Uh, yep. It's a troll that's a bit cheaper, but a bit better. So I think it's probably a little bit undercosted, but it's still it a really. Doesn't have regen though. So it... as soon as he goes down, he's like, staying down. Paper in regen, yeah. Oh, I don't know. That is a very, very, very cool one. And um, or mighty blow as well, of course. I do like the little bit of art, uh, which bodes very well because my next one is on the following page. I'm just going to scroll down, and this is the art for my number two. You guys on. Uh... <laughs> You guys on the stream will be able to see this. But this is... Uh, I'm just going to start... Just going to start reading. Because this is just a very uh, unique design. So this is from uh, Child of Malkav. Um, and uh, this is the Troll Pogo Chainsaw. <laughs> Which I'm really it's surprised true. didn't make your didn't make your top three. <laughs> uh, so troll pogo chainsawers are known for trolls, chainsaws, fanatics, and uh, pogo sticks. Only one mad coach ever tried to combine them all, but who is going to stop this player? The answer is himself, always himself. 
So I don't, yeah, it's got cost of about 150, so he wasn't sure on the cost. 4519, which is apparently the <laughs> the stat line to beat at the moment. Um, new skills. So uh, it's got skills. It's got uncontrollable chainsaw pogoing as a skill. It's got pogo leap as a second skill, very long legs, dangerously stupid, and no hands. Okay, so for 150k, you've got a troll on a pogo stick with a chainsaw. So I was immediately on board with this one. So here are the skills. Uncontrollable pogoing. Uh, the player operates as if it had a ball and chain. So for each point of movement, move it in a direction determined by the throw-in template and an orientation chosen by the player. Uh, should the player enter a square containing another player, friend or foe, uh, Pogo trolls are notoriously bad dinner guests and have few friends. Um, make a chainsaw attack as normal, rolling for kickback and armor as you normally would. Uh, once the attack has been resolved, the target is pushed back and the pogo follows up as in the same way as ball and chains. If the chainsaw backfires, then the troll stays in the same square, uh, roll for armor, etc. Um, so you've got a ball and chain, but with a chainsaw. Okay, so this is absolute murder town. And then the next skill is Pogo Leap. So if the uncontrollable Pogo player wishes, during the Pogo movement, instead of moving normally, using ball and chain rules, the Pogo player may declare a leap action. Resolve as a normal ball and chain movement using the template. But instead of moving one square, it moves two squares, ignoring intervening squares, same way leap works, basically. This action costs two squares of movement. If another player is in the destination square, make a chainsaw attack on them as normal, following all the rules, then push them back to allow the Pogo to land. The leaping player then must make an agility roll to land as safely as normal. Now, this is a agility one, so very long legs gives this a five plus chance to land if he uses the pogo to jump onto a player using the chainsaw. Okay. Uh, dangerously stupid. Trolls are already stupid. Just going to let that one sink in for a second there. That's uh, fine, I'll, I'll patch up my broken <laughs> uh, Giving one a pogo stick and a chainsaw is dangerously, dangerously stupid. Roll really stupid as normal. However, if the test is failed, then the opposing coach may dictate which directions the pogo troll moves in, may choose to go for it or not, or to leap. An opposing coach may only make legal moves so he cannot drive himself into the crowd. Um, so, notes. Uh, hopefully, despite the number of new altered rules, the Pogo Troll should blend together the existing rules fairly easily. This is not a secret weapon because the referees have no desire to get in the way of anything this ridiculous. Uh, the armor is reduced to nine to help reduce the power level. Well, no, the nine is the, nine is the same. Um, and he's got loner. <laughs> yeah. So, this is... <laughs> this is probably the most ridiculous entry uh, I I just I love it. I think it's brilliant. I think it's just yeah. garbage. Uh, but this is this is just I would buy this miniature. So if there's any yeah. if there's any uh, miniature designers out there, Pogo Chainsaw Madman, it's just ridiculous. Uh, ben, this is a troll I would happily play in every team. Yeah, well, you know, I take that. If that's what it takes, if it takes a pogo troll <laughs> for the ball and chain movement to get you to like trolls, then it's got to be done. And to be honest, we're fans of the mixed teams on the Bonehead podcast. We haven't really discussed mixed players. Mixed so. players. Ooh, hybrid players. There you go. That's another one for another yeah. episode. So, yes, that was my number two, the troll pogo chainsaw. So okay. um, you had uh, at least one honorable mention before we moved on, didn't you? Yes, um, <laughs> it looks like you had a couple actually. Yeah, I will talk. I'll talk about one because I think you had an honorable mention too. Um, so the one I just wanted to shout out is Alan. So Alan sent in a whole lot 
of entries. So I'll just go to his. Yep. Oh, in search of, you know, I had Pogo on the search. So that's an awful lot of po <laughs> full lot of Alan. Uh, it turns out it's just because Pogo was mentioned a lot in that last segment. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Can't knock you. Can't knock it. So yeah, Alan sent in uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight entries, I believe. Oh um, yes, I know the chap. Yes, and he just gave he gave long descriptions of each of them, um, all really justified. I think all the players were re really quite cool because they all could easily exist in the game. Like where, I mean, the, <laughs> compared to the last entry we had, and like <laughs> a couple of the ones which we mentioned, which is really new and original. I think this was equally as impressive in just he just gave so much of really solid entries. Um, I'll. I'll I'll say one that stood out like um uh let's have a look. <laughs> like the Slan Goliath, yes. for instance, which is yes. kind of similar to the where we had that the frog. I like this the entry for the Slan because it, it yep. takes an existing concept where they have the Croxagor and it gives them something which is really original to the team and it's, it's like a big slan. He's got my monstrous mouth. So it's another use for that, which is a really good idea. I'm like mm -hmm. a big frog. Yeah. Um, he's also got a uh, female ogre for Amazons, which is quite cool. Instead of just putting an ogre on, he's kind of themed it up to be more Amazonian. It's slightly more agile, slightly less armor. That was the one that and came with just... dodge. It is, yeah. 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 It's an three dodge ogre, basically. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it's just, I, I just wanted to give him a shout out because. It didn't make the top three. Um, I think <laughs> just pure wackiness. We had so many entries, some of them just took it. But I just wanted to shout out that we're really grateful for the amount of effort he put in for that. It's a lot of entries and it's really cool. Uh, love it. Uh, my honourable mention, now before we move on, <clears throat> uh, there was a, a load of, like, all of these entries were, were really good. Um, there were quite a few Vargulfs. There were quite a few uh, things for Slan team. Uh, so I think there's definitely a, a gap in the market there for vampires and slan to have a more appropriate big guy or just a big guy at all. Um, but on a separate note, my uh, honourable mention was uh, David Burrows, um, who in my notes made a whole flipping team based on pangolins and just went to town, did a star player, did a big guy, really clever rules and it's a very interesting team the way they work it together basically the players affect each other in a way so mm -hmm. uh, the big guy is essentially really stupid unless uh, there's this one particular type of player nearby it's really really cleverly put together and the fact that he's gone and designed an entire team was just absolutely top uh, but I don't want to take away from any Thing everybody else done because there was so many good ideas so many well thought out ideas and so many utterly ridiculous ideas um see the troll on a pogo stick um okay ben should we should we hear it with your number one yes um i'll go with my number one so this is from stevie126 i believe oh uh, yes we're familiar with steven yes this is the young dragon um i really really like this idea um we don't really have a dragon in Blood Bowl, um, <laughs> no. which is which is just really cool to think about. Um, so I'll read his description. In the first 50 years of their lives, the dragons that live on Ultuan tend to seek glory on the pitch. While this is looked down upon by their elder kin, they, seek, they do secretly enjoy watching their brood rip and tear through the enemy. 
while they have wings after while well, they do have wings after a match with the warhammerers take to the field entirely in gyrocopters and war balloons flying of any kind longer than four minutes is banned i love that yeah <laughs> yeah love that i bit. just want to see draw gyrocopters as well oh, i know <laughs> <laughs> three three-dimensional so, blood bowl coming up oh yeah that, that'll be there's another episode idea write it down <laughs> Um, <laughs> man we've got like a hundred <laughs> ideas it's brilliant anyway carry on talk to yeah. us about the player type right so this is uh six six three nine so you know you've got a very agile bloodthirster <clears throat> with plus one strength um because yep. he's 180k as well he's available to high elves which already there you go is... I, I, there was a couple of high elf ones there was a there was a high elf with a giant hat and there was yep. a great eagle as well <laughs> both those i thought yes. you might fancy uh, but yeah. the, the young dragon, pretty this mighty. Just takes it. Yeah. It's available to high elves. It has access to strength. Comes with loner, claw, leap, very long legs, thick skull, no hands, and breath weapons. So it does not have the negatrait. Uh, no hands is a negatrait. Yeah, it, we can count that, especially with Ange 3. You know, Makes it a weapon. That. Makes it a weapon. Exactly, yeah. Um, leap, very long legs, kind of... Uh, flying you know, give it the wings because yeah. it's got yeah exactly um it's got claw which he's put in brackets teeth you know um but breath weapon so this is a new skill he's given and this i think is what just just put it to the top of the list i thought this was so creative so breath weapon extraordinary skill a player may use this skill if they have not moved place the throw-in template over the player facing up or down the pitch towards either sideline any player under the template is knocked down on a four plus Injuries caused by the skill do not grant SVP, and knocking down your own player causes a turnover. I thought that was just a super creative use of the kit, kind of that Blood Bowl's given you. Like, you've already yeah. got your throwing template, you know what that is. You know, some people have the physical templates too. And it's just a really cool way to use it, kind of like the bomb, but it's just straight in the front line. And it's like, you know, the front three players, D3. Um, but it's, it hits all of them. And yeah, it's just. Knock down on the four play. It's just like cool that you've got that kit. You know, you can blitz him in. You can get really stuck in. He's strength six already. You know, you don't have to have horns and stuff like that, so he can still block really effectively. Yeah. Then sometimes you have these three players. You know, think of it on the. Think if you have them on the line of scrimmage against three players, you oh, can just, that's just breathe ridiculous. them down. <laughs> but a, but that's kind of a cool appropriate because it is a dragon. Um, super yeah. super powerful. Uh, I think definitely needs a nega trait just to balance out a little bit but the design is brilliant it's really interesting and uh ben I've, i dare you to find a dragon that will sit on a 40 mil base uh <laughs> oh, I done. you know it's a young dragon so there's where, when it's yeah where, where was the dragon entry for our giant competition you know that would yeah, have been absolutely point. flipping perfect i think i think there was at least one dragon. <laughs> okay so my number one like I said, there's lots of crazy ideas. There's lots of uh, out there ideas and, and ways of integrating, like you said, the kit, but the rules that we throw the troll with the chainsaw, just piling a bunch of rules together. And my number one is not the flashiest, but I thought it just, it fit really well. It was exciting and just outside of the limits while being, in my opinion, a very playable piece for a for some teams that need it. So... Uh, I think we saw Craig in chat. This is my so my nomination for number one is Craig Nash. It's the Medusa. So I'm already in because I think the Medusa is just a great fantasy concept. 
fits on a 40mm base, you know, fits on a 32, kind of human. I think RNE Studio actually does a miniature that would suit a Medusa as well, which is really, like, yeah. I think that's why I was looking at RNE Studio stuff earlier. Um, <laughs> so, the Medusa, 5538. Okay, so um, strong, as fast as an ogre, agile, ah, armor. So, skills, bonehead, tentacles, snakes, stab, snakes, um, and... Uh, it's obviously a big guy, so loner. It says no mighty blow due to stab and petrify. So petrify is a new skill. It acts like stab once per turn, um, and it causes uh, take root on a player and freezes them in place. Uh, and very cool. is available for chaos, undead, necromantic, chaos renegades, and most importantly of all, vampires. So yeah. I, like I said, it's not as ridiculous and flashy as some of the ideas, but actually, we've got stab, we've got tentacles, they work. Petrify is a new skill based on two old skills. Craig has priced it at 230, which I think is a bit more than it would be as a, as a sort of um, standard piece, but the fact it's Edge 3 as well. Really yeah, interesting. Play the game. Really, really interesting design, and I would, I would love to play that. I think you know, we've got the Bloodthirster, right? It's one of the top yep. big guys. It's iconic. It does a thing, and you're like, oh, that's the Bloodthirster. You know, that's the Bloodthirster. The Bloodthirster has this reputation of being a super player. Like War Dancers, you're like, oh, God, it's a War Dancer. The Medusa, designed like this, someone would play the Medusa on, that, on those teams or whatever, and it would just be a case of, ah, they've got a Medusa. That Medusa is going to do some stuff. It's edge three, it's strength five, it can do things, but also you get close to it, you've got stab, you've got, you know, uh, petro gaze, which is basically what it is, and take root, but that keeps them in place for the entire drive. So it's it's just a really interesting, interesting build, and um, I, I liked it. It was close, it was close, but just tipped it over the edge for me to take my number one. So, uh, Ben. We've got yeah. uh, we've got two number ones, a whole bunch of we great do. designs. Um, I have a dice. It's here. It's the bonehead dice. Would you like high or low? Ooh, I'll go high because of the high off entry. Okay. Uh, not entirely sure how to put this on camera, so uh, I will just uh, film it on my camera right now on my mobile. Just so, just just for, for for completion's sake, and you can hear me waffling in the background. Rolls the dice. Literally, that does a cock dice, which is awkward. Okay, <laughs> did you go high or low? I went high. You went high, and it was a five. So that is high. I don't know if this will come up on the camera at all. It is a five. So your guy one, which is Stephen Knowles. So well Stephen Knowles with the dragon wins a prize. So Stephen, I know you're kicking around out there. Drop me a message with your address. Might already have it from the tournament, actually. So I can send you your uh, bonehead bowl token at the same time. Um, and we'll get you that uh, armoured rat ogre out to you. So well done, everybody. Thank you so, so much uh, for taking part. Uh, let's just check in chat real, real quick. I like the Petrofile isn't permanent damage. Absolutely. Uh, Marcus says, Games Workshop may well add a big guy to the Heads in the Way Vampire team. Uh, thank you so much, Blood Scythe Ben. That's Stephen Dolls in chat. Ah, uh, Craig, oh. so close. Um, 
Rob says, well done. Good, good, good. No, it was great stuff. Absolutely great stuff. So uh, I, there's still ideas out there. There's still so much design space. Um, <laughs> there are a couple of other crazy ones. There was a cyber orc as well. I had mutations as new parts that could go on it. That was uh, that was another that made the shortlist as well. There was just some some great stuff, uh, some really great stuff. Um, so that was the bonehead topic for the episode. That was the crazy one. Let's move on and explore real world blood bowl. We'll take a very very quick break and we will be back with Spike. Before 9. you move on, yes. What before we got? you move on, gonna hijack this. Stephen yeah. has just said it was supposed to have bonehead. So <laughs> it was supposed to have bonehead. <laughs> Well, no, but thank you, Stephen. <laughs> it's yeah. all the same. So. Bo bonehead, bonehead yeah. probably works. Bonehead works. All right, yeah. fantastic. Right, we will be straight back with uh, Spike Nine. Okay, we are back, and we are talking about real teams now. We've we've done a <laughs> we had a great time talking about ridiculous players and uh, made up stuff. And talking about made up stuff, Games Workshop have made up a new team, which is the Old World Alliance. Now, I know we spoke about it at the beginning of the episode, but uh, Spike Nine is landing on Saturday. Uh, we're going to be doing an uh, opening unboxing review of the Old World Alliance, the pitch, the team card, and uh, the spikes, either tomorrow or the next day, as soon as the loot arrives at, uh, at Entoyment, who are helping us out with that again. Um, so what we're going to do is we are going to look at Old World Alliance. We're going to look at the changes they've made to Underworld. We're not going to touch on Chaos Pack because they haven't changed. So not going to bother looking at those because nothing has changed in the way of, um, of Chaos Pack. So... That's fine. Uh, so what we will do is we'll go straight into it. And now Ben and I, like we said earlier, we've played a couple of games. Um, I've played a few games with the Underworld change using the mixed teams rules on Blood Bowl 2. Um, we've got one game in with Old World Alliance and we've had uh, two games on Fumble with um, with, with Gutter World, with, uh, <laughs> with the Gutter Runner version. So first team up, I cannot remember which way around I did this graphically. It's Old World Alliance. Here we go. Uh, right, Old World Alliance. So this is a, mish, a mix mash of teams. So they have advertised that it was going to be mixed teams. Uh, not the kind of mixed teams that we like, not with our mixed team rules, but hey, we're getting there. We're getting there. So the Old World Alliance is 0-12 human lineman, 0-1 human thrower, 0-1 human catcher, and 0-1 human blitzer. So all of those guys are just as they are in the human team, but they come with animosity, so remember that. That will come in later. 0-2 Dwarf Blockers, 0-1 Runner for Dwarves, 0-1 Dwarf Blitzer, 0-1 Dwarf Troll Slayer. All of those guys, again, exactly as the Dwarf Positionals, but with Loner. Again, that will be very, very, very key. Two Halfling Hopefuls, uh, sorry, 0-2 Halfling Hopefuls, but it's part of the fun of this team as you're running a mixed, uh, you know, band of heroes and uh, most importantly of all and this is what was not clear from uh, the previews nor to one ogre and the rerolls are 70k um 70k for each reroll but half the team more than half the team normally as far as builds go um you well say normally we, we brewed a few builds in the uh, in the discord and on facebook and stuff and um the ones I came up with, you don't have a lot of human. Um, and that is probably one of the things to really bear in mind. Just before we move on to more detail, star players, they've got Barrack Farblast, which is the Hail Mary Pass Dwarf star player. They've got Flint yep. Churnblade, Chainsaw Time for Dwarves, Griff himself, Grim Iron Jaw, which is the uh, Strength Force Slayer. 
Helmet Wolf, more chainsaw. So Matt's BBL in chat, probably licking his lips at the thought of running two chainsaws. Um, Carla Von Kill, Mighty Zarg, Morgan Thorg, and Puggy. So they do get Bob Bifford, but he's a golden era star player, so it doesn't really count right now. So an interesting mix of stars. Will be fun to build for tournaments if you want to go the route of chainsaws or just a power build with stars. All right, really, really, really cool. So... Ben, you played against Old World Alliance with me. How did you yeah. think they fared? I, I thought it was just a really solid team. It felt more like playing humans than playing dwarves. Um, maybe that's just with the build. I'm not sure. More like playing it... against humans than it did against dwarves. Yeah. Okay. I think because you had the ogre there. Um, you know, normally humans have four guys with block anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. That's... Yeah, it was kind of like you generally. Yeah, you generally just it, it didn't have the speed and threat of a human team, but it was just really quite sturdy and quite difficult to break through. It's um, a, yeah, yeah. It, it was a weird team. It's weird. So you look at it on on the paper, and um, you're like, "There's humans with some dwarf players and and halflings for a throw teammate. How could this be anything other than brilliant?" Like, and I know that was the first impression was, well, this is going to be a, yeah. a top of tier two, you know, tier one team here. This this is going to be, this is going to make a difference. This is going to change things. So the roster I played was an ogre, a slayer, a human blitzer, a dwarf blitzer, two blockers, a thrower, a halfling, and two linemen with three rerolls. So had the throw teammate in there, had the ogre for the big guy bash, had slayer, blitzer, blitzer, blocker, blocker, five block pieces. Um... And the throw in there for sure hands. So had options. And I think the way this team is going to play as we go through the meta and we explore it <clears throat> is... Um, now, correct me if, if you think I'm wrong here, Ben, but with with a team like Kemri, you, it's very similar to uh, to the Beast of Nurgle. You, know? you, you are positioning your players without necessarily wanting to activate them or do too much with them. This yeah. team, where they suffer from loner, like up to the hilt, uh, was very, very similar. So the first quarter of our game, I was going ham with dwarves because I'm like, yeah, dwarf, one die block, it'll be fine. Uh, skull, fell the reroll because of loner and just failed at life because of dwarf. So I'm making blitzes with, this, with the, the troll slayer. Double push, fine, no worries. Into a skull, can't reroll it because of loner. Because, Ben, yeah. as we both know, that being able to uh, roll a 4-plus is not something I'm good with with some players. For example, <laughs> Especially trolls. Especially when it's important. <laughs> Especially when it's important. Although that, that could be restricted to anything above a 1. Um, yeah, very true. But, you know, you've got dwarves. You've got a load of block. You've got to play conservatively. You cannot take one-die blocks. And I think the best way to consider this team is it is every heist movie on a blubble pitch it's the beginning of every rpg um you know this band of people this band of people this band of people meet together and they have to do a thing but they struggle because they don't know each other and that's animosity mm -hmm. and that's loner you're playing with essentially a bunch of star players who have just beginning their career yeah. you wouldn't necessarily ever take a one die block with a star player because you want to make sure the dice are on your side <sighs> I failed at that in the first quarter, burnt all three of my rerolls, and then I was SOL for that half, you know? Um, simply out of luck. 
and uh, and it limited my actions. And then I had to lean on the humans. But because of my build, I only had uh, two human linemen, a human thrower, and a human blitzer. So I only had four guys that actually could use my rerolls. And that made it a very different Blood Bowl experience. Yeah, and consequently, I think those humans kind of went out quite early, didn't they? Yeah, well, yes, you murdered me, which didn't Yeah, (laughs) and as soon as they're gone, so I think if you're playing against this team, it's really key to take them out, because as soon as they went, your turn's got to start getting pretty short, because as soon as anything fails, that's That's it. That's your turn. Yeah, so I think with this roster, um, I would probably take one less dwarf blocker, um, maybe no dwarf blockers, and just have the extra linemen in there. Um, because the ability to do stuff was really important and uh, a loner with edge two is never going to be good with the ball um you know it's a last chance saloon kind of play um maybe dropping one of those blockers dropping both blockers taking a human and then the uh, dwarf runner instead um that's one more player that can use the rerolls and one more player with sure hands uh, and you just got to be really careful to strike with the human blitzer but if you're striking with um what are your block pieces so the slayer or the dwarf blitzer with block you've got to have the two dice because loner is just going to limit you so much um yeah. couldn't, couldn't believe it it was a really interesting experience i've never played a team like that it is like a team of rubbish star players um i'll tell you what it kind of felt like i yeah. think it felt more like an orc team more like an orc team because of what low agility low movement yeah sort of like you got yeah low movement across the board like the blockers are are a threat, you know. Tack, tacklers did come up, um, and you know they you still get those block pieces and they're durable. But also having the ogre with the halfling, there's that little throw teammate potential you've always got to watch out for. And when you have that one halfling who can just kind of sneak in, it's kind of like the goblin on the York team. It is, but having Lona to land is um, yes. brutal. Um, that is. Brutal. I guess, I mean, I understand it from a design point of view. These guys are human. They hate everybody that's not human. Animosity tick. Quite frankly, humans hate humans. So it's lucky that the human team doesn't have animosity. Um, but when it comes to the halflings, I really don't. I really think Lona limited that team. Um, you've still got the thing. <laughs> Craig, no, Craig in chat saying, sacrilege, blood tithe. How dare you say that about orcs? Um, but yeah, they've got the slow movement. You don't have the speed of the humans. I could have taken the catcher. The catcher could have been a massive game changer. So there are there are builds to explore. But I like the front build. It gave me control. And quite frankly, did manage to, to squeak out the win 1-0. It was a slow team. It was a grindy team. And I felt like I was playing against my own team in a way that was less damaging than um, Bloodlust or, you know, that other kind of stuff. So yeah, I think, to summary... If you want a challenge, if you want to build a team that's really unique, um, but you don't want to take Stunty, this is this is there with Kemri and Vampires in way of challenge. But I think the really interesting thing is you've got Chaos Pact, right? Chaos Pact, every player becomes unique real quick. You know, you've got one goblin. That one goblin can be a Dauntless Horns two-head guy. He can be a dodgy big hand bull retriever. This team is going to be very much like that. And when I say it's a team of star players, you start leveling them up and they will get... I don't think any team in Blood Bowl will have as much flavour as... Well, all right, Pact will. But this will be second place to Pact. If you like your good guys and you like uh, unique players and you like a challenge, this Tier 2 powerhouse 
is your Huckleberry, I think. Definitely. And on a similar note, I'm really looking forward to seeing what people do modeling-wise. Oh, yeah. With Mod this opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, I've seen a good build, a few builds in some of the, I think maybe our Discord, uh, with the star players saying that actually you've got Carla, you've got Zog, you can do a lot of stuff in a tournament here at 1,200. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, you limit it, uh, but you've got, you've got some good options. And um, I think, what did I see? I think Ben Davey is looking at Zog and Puggy on this team together so that's 400k you've got a team that's very very small other than that um it does beg the question of why not just run humans but having those extra blockers on the line uh having a couple of halflings to throw around adds a bit of spice so if you go human heavy you can play a human team with some extra players they're exciting if you go old world alliance heavy you're going to have a challenge but as they grow uh, they will be really interesting and it does feel like a bunch of individuals coming together as opposed to packed where everyone can use the rerolls as a bit of animosity they are already a team these guys are never going to be a team it's really interesting so old world alliance not the best team games workshop could have reduced i'm not going to say that but um it's here it's going to be in the meta and um give it a go it's a good challenge yeah. with no new models you've probably got models or half this team already if you've got a human team if you go halves with someone on a dwarf team and just add dwarves to your humans uh and give it a go it, it's not a bad way to try a different game um let's just check chat have we missed anything else uh the loader thing sucks yes it does uh chaos renegades is the only mixed team worth playing um it depends uh, we'll talk about underworld i do yeah. yeah underworld are great and i don't think the change has murdered them being great uh, Matt's BBL, I think I still prefer Pact. Yeah, access lets you skill into anything. It really does. Pact becomes the most unique team in the game. But I think Old World Alliance, you're going to start to love your players and hate them as well. They're going to have more personality in that regard. Everybody loves a big guy blitz. You've got seven of them. Um, <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> and go for it. Just suck when you have to roll a four plus uh, if you get it wrong. If you get it wrong. Uh, okay, so let's move on to team number two. Underworld Denizens. So, uh, so much rage, which then gave birth to so many memes, um, you know, which is quite entertaining of itself. So what happened with Underworld is uh, you used to be able to take two blitzers, two linemen, two uh, throwers for Skaven. That's now been retconned to three linemen, one blitzer, one thrower, and one gutter runner. So I have labeled this gutter world, which does sound like a terrible Greek um, sort of theme park water park but uh, but it, it, it it's interesting and we actually played two games with the gutter world build so ben talk me through how you just talk me through your thoughts on underworld now okay i love underworld it's not a team i had played before until last night um where i got to play both versions um it's just fun it's like playing goblins but your players are good it gives you all the fun of God. Well, you don't get the secret weapons, obviously. That's quite a big deal. But you can just lob cheap players around. You've got stunties to dodge everywhere. Oh, yes, you stunty can. Players, stunty is actually a pretty good skill. Um, this is the team where stunty is great. Exactly. It's fantastic. You can go, you can go really sneaky. It's a proper sneaky team. And having strength three, movement seven players, turns out it's really good to have to back them up because they can play the game extremely well. We all know Skaven's a top-tier team, and you have the best bits of Skaven, and yeah. So um, 
my question to you is uh which is more fun the gutter world or underworld last night when i played it it was gutter world honestly <clears throat> i think i was gonna say oh, you carry no, on no i was only gonna say why is that oh well i i think when you have that movement nine edge four player with dodge it just gives you so much more opportunity when i was playing the original one it was so much more grindy i had to break through i had to you know push up skaven is still fast but they're not you know easily scoring in two turns without any problems fast a gutter gives you that option it gives you that threat you only need to be a couple of squares ahead and you can quickly dodge out and mm. make a touchdown and it was it's was always constant pressure from it so the interesting thing here, so this is why this was a great case study, is because Ben, I don't think ever played against Underworld. Have you played against them at all? I don't. I don't. Have even I played you at no. Club with mine? I don't know. Milton was building one. I don't know. I don't think yeah. I, I, I don't think I played them. It's a bit of an unloved team. So it was great to see you play with both builds. And the really interesting thing is that the team you won with very handily, um, you thought was less fun than the team you lost with. Yes. Honestly, which, yes. Which is uh, which is really interesting. So the underworld denizens will quickly go over the uh, the roster because we've got some questions in chat. So nor to twelve goblins, they're standard goblins. They get mutation on normal. Nor to three skaven linemen, so that's seven three three seven fifty k with animosity. They get general and mutation on normal. Nor to one gutter runner, eighty k nine two four seven second best player in the game. Um, that's a skill uh, animosity, and mutation on a double there for the gutter runner so exactly li literally lifted out of the skaven mm -hmm. team uh to one skaven thrower animosity and uh, to one skaven blitzer animosity both of those bad boys get mutations on a normal and the troll gets mutation on a normal so to one underworld troll uh, 110k troll stuff strength mutation so you still get that um on, on a normal the, yeah easy claw or tentacles tentacles seems to be yeah. a really solid build um Got a runner getting the mutation on a double. It, it's probably a power thing. It probably just limits that power. Um, for me, the biggest question of this team, and I don't know, I don't know if Rob, if you're still in chat, I don't know if you could see if there's anything um, that it talks about, is because the gutter runner isn't listed as a Skaven gutter runner, I think it falls afoul of the animosity. So when I built these teams in Fumble so that we could try them out, I applied that rule because the gutter runner doesn't have a race. We all know it's got a runner. We all know it's a Skaven, sorry, but it doesn't say it. So rules is written. I wanted to try it out. Rob, sorry, man. Would you, if, if you've got the spike at all, just have a quick look and see if it says the Skaven gutter runner is a Skaven or whether it's just a gutter runner. Um, because obviously gutter runners are, are, are a specific type of player and in the fluff they're ninjas and they may not want to play with underworld denizens. I don't know. The animosity might hurt, which did hurt me in my drive. So we played old world alliance against the new gutter world build which you loved that was uh, it was a tough game and then we played new underworld against old underworld i ran the uh, new underworld so we both got to play it and you ran the old underworld and um i've played underworld before i managed to squeak out a win using a slave giant against a very big orc team once that's my probably proudest moment with that team and you're exactly it you're bang on the money there ben you've got six players that can do things and then you've got a bunch of cheeky goblins that can just you so you've got a bit of both you've got the medium of both worlds now this does level up your thrower essentially to have movement nine and agility four you do lose yep. that other blitzer and when your gutter runner 
gets taken out, because it will get taken out, because there's only one, uh, it makes your team really, really hard to pilot at that point. Yeah, it's, you're at a big disadvantage. And that did happen in our game. Um, in a most spectacular, in the best way possible, spectacular manner. Um, if if you guys uh, get bored or want to do some painting or something, do watch our games. They'll be on on YouTube, and the Underworld versus Underworld match is ridiculous fun. Um, but it's also a very good way to see how both teams play out. Uh, we we were just focusing on playing the teams rather than winning, despite the score in one of the yeah. games. Um, but yeah, it's changed how Underworld feel. Before they were reasonably reliable with goblin nonsense as well uh now they are more stretch and they're more fragile so they've kind of it's it's underworld with nos okay it's going to go faster but it might blow up on you um mm -hmm. oh they, sorry rob says skaven gutter runner wouldn't fit in the table see i do think it's intended to be a skaven gutter runner because it is a big deal because obviously you kind of want to Get you want your throw to pick up the ball and give it to the gutter, but that hurt. That did hurt it me. It did hurt. It did. Um, I think they will release some kind of FAQ saying it because it, it is a rat. I think if it didn't, it would cause a lot of confusion on the tabletop where you have your obvious I, Skaven. I think a new player coming into the game, it's a Skaven gutter yeah. runner. I think. Yeah, I, I imagine it's going to get FAQ'd. Uh, Josh De Silva in chat. Rip Warhammer Underworld players. That troll model is going to be ridiculously popular with Underworld players. That is a great point, Josh. Um, Molog would make a superb oh, yeah. underworld troll, and he's only about what eighteen pounds for the for the. Then you get a bunch of cool squigs to use as um, well, just goblins really, but all yeah, turn markers. To, yeah. oh, that is good job. Amazing. That is a really great yeah. shout. Hot tips, hot take here. So underworld has changed, um, and if you run the two thousand sixteen rules, you, it's it's just different. It felt different. It did feel more exciting, and it did feel more risky. So I love doing risky stuff with Gutter. You've got to be real careful. Uh, Rob says he's too big. He is not too big. There's no such thing as a model that's too big for Blood Bowl. Um, but, I, <laughs> but, but I think he comes on a 50 mil base and you can just put him on a 40. He'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm sure he'll squeeze on one. That's not just me bending things. That's uh, <laughs> you, can, you can use him. Um, so star players for this team. Bomber Dribble Snot. So that's the Bombardier. Glart Smash Rip. That is the uh, chunky Skaven Star. Uh, Gobbler Grimlick is the uh, Chaos Frogman. Hack Flem Shuttle Spike is just one of the most fantastic star players out there. He's the Skaven. Uh, 9347 Dodge Extra Arms Loner. Prehensile Tail. Two Heads. Guy's amazing at 200k. Uh, Creek Ruscalger. Everybody's favourite Fez Glitch. Um, he has levelled up with an extra two squares of movement and Mighty Blow as a ball and chain. So that's not Ooh, bad. Wow, okay. uh, Madcap Migs, which is the um, Squig Rider. Uh, Morgan Thorg, I have heard of him. Uh, Nobler Blackwater, so you can get a chainsaw. Uh, Skitter Stab Stab, so if you want a second gutter, he is your Huckleberry at 160k. The Underworld team is pretty cheap. Um, in our mm -hmm. builds, I had four, well, the um, the Gutter World had four rerolls and an Apothecary, which amusingly you and I both used to keep our Blitzers alive. Uh, then wasn't available when I my Gutter Runner caught a goblin in the face. Um, yep. And the standard Underworld roster has four rerolls so in a tournament you could drop a reroll maybe use a skill to get leader on the thrower as a regular uh to replace that and then have enough money to take uh, either skitter or hack phlegm and then you've yeah. got yourself a really cool really good team both of i think it's a just skitter is a really good take in this team dude ha hack phlegm hack phlegm is better in my opinion you reckon he's strength three 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Like, it's I, a lot more expensive. Oh, quite a bit more expensive. I got. Yeah. I got the. Um, I was lucky enough to take my Chaos Halflings in round four against a Skaven team with both of them. And let me tell you, I was way more upset about Hackflem than I was Skitter Stab Stab. Interestingly enough, you can watch me suffer in that match on YouTube as well. Um, <laughs> that was the last round of uh, Bonehead Bowl 2 on Fumble. Um, so the, the, both of these teams, the Old World Alliance and the Underworld Denizens, have got a bunch of toolkit. So they've got an incredible number of builds with star players. Um, and also they've got great weapons there to be able to use in League for catch-up. Fezglitch, uh, not Fezglitch, Creek Rust Gouger for 130k is going to terrify your opponent. So if you're 150k down, yes, is it better than a wizard? Maybe. Uh, it's going to terrify the heck out of your opponent. Um, a movement 5 ball and chain flying around. Uh, it, this team is super fun it's not as fun as goblins but it's fun with an opportunity to win and um yeah this is this is a high risk high reward team uh, i think it got more interesting i think it might have got worse ever so slightly in the long run but it is more interesting more high octane and um as far as changes go it's okay like and you know i it's up to you to play it through and find out but uh, having one sprue of Skaven you can split a Skaven box if you've got a Goblin team and you've got an Underworlds team um, that's uh, what's that now what is that like £8.50 now for you to be able mm -hmm. to upgrade your Goblin team to a, to an Underworld team yeah that's... it's even less if they release the uh, Blitzball boxes uh, I think uh, maybe probably, probably, no, been, actually, probably be probably more not. yeah it probably would actually but, Saves you know, having to split with a friend. But yeah. Exactly. You can either pick up this box and then find a troll. Molog uh, is a great one. Or you split a Skaven box with a goblin friend or just anybody who's after Skaven. Or you do hangover bowl like Ben. Um, and you <laughs> yes. just, you know, get the, a, a sprue of Skaven. I mean, it's about £10 on eBay anyway. It's really interesting. Uh, it is a change. And it, it they have moved the cheese. But the new cheese is fun it's fun cheese ben did you have any final thoughts on um underworld old world alliance um only that you said not as fun as goblins i would maybe even disagree and say i think i had more fun playing this team than goblins that's I think... that that was a small sample i want to give it another go so i might make an underworld team running a tournament or something goblins have no chance to win Ah, they got like what ten percent chance to win normally. Underworld, you're looking at 40 percent chance of winning. It's decent. It's decent. It, it, you get that rush, don't you? You're like, oh, I'm going to win this. I could win this. Yeah. I could score maybe even three touchdowns, Ben, um, in a game with Underworld. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to get splattered. Oh, the gutter. Yeah, if you got to get splattered, you are having a tough time. But. Mm -hmm. uh, again, both of these teams, and I think this whole spike is about individual players being unique. And each one of these three teams, you're going to have individuals who are going to have character. They're going to get skills. They're going to become their own thing. And if you like narrative Blood Bowl, these three teams are definitely ones you should play. I think uh, if you like narrative Blood Bowl, you like the story, you like players becoming unique, individual, and having character to them then you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't try out uh, these teams. And I think that will be all I say on Spike 9 for now. 
Uh, obviously, we'll go through a, a, an unboxing review as soon as I get my hands on a copy. Um, but yeah, let me know what you guys think as you're playing them. Um, and uh, yeah, just have a go. Have a go. Um, then we've got one little announcement or little giant announcement to move on to. And that'll be the end of the show. So we're going to take a very short break and we'll be back with our announcement. Okay, so the video said details coming soon, and the details, it is now time for details. So we are going to be talking about Mega Bowl, and um, let me just give a bit of a, a preface for this one. So uh, Mega Bowl is going to be our next tabletop tournament, in theory. So um, let me give a bit of background. <clears throat> Every year... We hold four tournaments, Beachhead in February, Bonehead Bowl in May, Sewer Bowl 7s in August, and Tombstone Tournament in October. Um, this year, the world has gone crazy. It's been a very bad situation for many, many people. Uh, we were lucky enough to be able to get to play at the BIC, which was awesome. We had 40 coaches. Um, we were at a, a, a convention. There were thousands of gamers. There were it was just an incredibly great time. So I'm really glad we got to do Beachhead. Um, but due to the global situation, uh, and rightly so, we had to pause all of our other tournaments. We had to stop mixed team madness. There was Bonehead Bowl in May, and uh, we will be cancelling Sevens Super Series. No, wait, we're not cancelling that. That's, that's paused. Uh, Super Bowl Sevens in August, because it's just too soon. We can't make everything work. So we're still locked in for Tombstone, which is in October. It's on October 31st, Saturday, October 31st. And uh, we're chatting through some stuff, and an idea struck. Um, we have got a prize pool for these tournaments. We've got ideas for these tournaments. We've got teams. We've got great rules for these tournaments. We've got one slot left. And what we're going to do is we're going to combine them all together into one event. It's a game day. And it is Mega Bowl. And I know it's a really lame name. And those of you who grew up in the 90s uh, may think of it as a bowling alley that sometimes had Laser Quest attached. But you know what? I'm happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what i heard it before yeah mega bowl it was wicked there's laser quest they had uh they had yeah. crystal maze there for a while as well but that just proves that mega bowl is a name that unites great things um <laughs> i think there was a wimpy it was pretty cool and of course the arcade anyway massively digressing there so that brings about mega bowl it's planned to be on saturday october 31st at entoyment and it's going to be a very unique event i'm very 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 excited uh, tickets are just going to be 10 pounds as ever which is to cover venue cost and make sure that i can do uh, everybody's loot packs um like i always do so i don't think that's that's too bad and we are basically got the prize pool from bonehead bowl from uh, sewer bowl and from tombstone we're just going to put it all together and have one mega event so here's what's cool about it we're going to take the mixed team rules from bonehead bowl uh we're going to add to them the scary teams the horror teams from tombstone and um we're going to introduce a little bit of sevens element as well we're going to have a four-round tournament with rounds two and three being sevens format, but it's just one team. So you choose your team, and the build is going to be 1.1 million. And uh, you play, a, you come in, you play a game of 11s. Everybody swaps over to sevens. You play a game of sevens. You have lunch. You play another sevens, and you finish the day with an 11s format for a four-round day. Um, where the teams are concerned, we're using mixed teams rules from Bonehead Bowl including the newly added team. So hopefully Snotlings will be here by then. Uh, Old World Alliance are going to be involved in that. And for this event, we are going to include both Underworld rosters because 
I think it's just appropriate that for the next few months we keep it. I think the NAF rules thingy is going to be November. This will not be a NAF tournament. Um, we're including secret teams, so it's just not worth the hassle. We've got secret teams, we've got mixed teams. It's just it's not worth it. Uh, no one will get any records, so it's not not worrying about it too much. We're just going to have a great time. Uh, but yes, introducing uh, the horror teams, the mixed teams, and the regular teams, which I think has gone up to like 28 or 29 teams now, there is nearly 500 teams to choose from for this event. Not a lot, though. <laughs> not a lot, indeed. Um, and... Uh, I've missed my spot now. That's 424 possible mixed team rosters, uh, which I think might actually be a little bit more than that now, and a whole bunch of other teams. So, and for the format, we think it'd be a really cool list building test uh, to include sevens, and we love sevens. So, first game will be full pitch, full rules. The next game will be sevens. The next game will be sevens. The next games will be eleven. You get one team, and when it comes to playing the sevens roster, the sevens match, you choose eleven of your players, and you run with that. Um, so I think most teams are 1100 TV are only going to be running 12 or 13 players anyway but you get to choose your 11 players once you've found out what your opponent is you tick them off on your roster you deploy them and you have a great sevens match so you've got to build knowing that you're going to be deploying for two games not on the line of scrimmage so I think that's quite an interesting build challenge um, builds are going to be 1100 so 1.1 million modern and legacy stars are both allowed uh, I'm in the process of updating our Google Sheet so that all the options are on there for everybody. I'm going to get it out as soon as I can. It will confuse things when Snotlings land, if they land, which I imagine they're going to land in September. I've just got this feeling, but that's okay. We'll, we'll get it together by that. Mm -hmm. um, Skills-wise, it all depends on tier. We've got tier rules for mixed teams. Basically, it's your tier doubled if you have a single team type. It's them added together if you have mixed teams. So if you have Wood Elves, which are tier 1, and Halflings, which are tier 3, your team is there for a tier 4 team, which would get two normals and two doubles. Um, so it's uh, that's the way round that we are doing things. Um, skills can be stacked uh, and stuff like that. I'm not going to worry about that. The full rule pack will be out hopefully this week. Um, but we are planning this to be a full-on celebration of Blood Bowl. Uh, background, modelling, painting, roster building, tactics, everything we love about the very best fantasy game out there in my opinion. So come along, get involved, uh, get back to planning for a tournament in a really big way. So those of you that were planning on coming to play some sevens, there's still going to be sevens. Those of you that are planning to play a mixed team, you can bring your mixed team. Uh, those of you that are coming to play a horror team from the Secret League, you can still do that. But those of you that just have a halfling team and want a good laugh or want to prove a point to all of your friends with your Wood Elf sweet build, um, you can still come and play Blood Bowl. Uh, and uh, because it's us, we're planning on live streaming the feature matches throughout the day. Not sure how much I'm going to be able to manage. It depends on how many people turn up. Um, and how many people I can drag into it. I know that BT here, Blood Tithe Ben, is going to be on the other side of the world, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I'll be on holiday. Well, you know, in theory, if international travel is fully allowed, <laughs> then hopefully I'll be on holiday. But um, so we'll see, we'll see you play it by yeah. So that brings us to the biggest point about this. And that is what, so that is what we're planning to do for Mega Bowl. And we really, 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 really hope it can go ahead. Um, gives everybody three and a half months to plan it gives the world three and a half months to calm down unfortunately there is a prediction that in two months things are going to get the opposite of calm again and we're going to be paying very very close attention to all the health advice out there and we'll do everything we can to make sure that people are as safe as possible because that is 
that's just the most important thing. I'm a compliance manager by trade, and I grew up watching Star Trek The Next Generation. So the, 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 <laughs> the thought of putting anyone at harm upsets me in a personal and professional manner. So isn't going to happen. Isn't going to happen. Um, there is a very real threat that uh, lockdown could happen again, and it will stop it. But that's the beauty of this event, is that no matter what happens, we have a plan. So if lockdown reoccurs and we have to cancel the tournament, because it's the right thing to do, we have got at least one painting competition and at least one fumble event lined up. Hopefully, we'd like to link these in regardless beforehand, so look out for details in that. They'll be kind of on the way to September time. Um, if the event is cancelled, we will run an all-day fumble event on October 31st, so regardless, you will be able to play a bunch of bubble on that day. Um, and of course, it will include secret teams regardless. Um, we're thinking that a four-round warm-up tournament before the event could be cool too, but there are some other events in Fumble going on, so we may not be able to pull that off. But what I would like to do is, towards the end of September, have a four-round tournament leading up to um, the actual event itself, and then one way or another have a one-day Blood Bowl tournament on the 31st. I think could be really, really cool. We've got some very good prize support for this, and I know that uh, Ben's going to hopefully be helping us out with some more using the magic of his 3D yep. printer. Yeah, I'll um, get that cranking out as soon as possible and uh, hopefully update people. And we've got three months to prep, and we've got a plan. Um, but there is one more thing that we're not quite ready to announce, and it's in conjunction with Rob of Secret Carnage, who is probably loitering in the chat still. Rob, it's that idea we were talking about last week. Um, it's not something we've done before. I personally think it's amazingly, I think it's really cool. Uh, so more on that soon. Just need to tie the details in with Rob. Um, but I think that rounds up the full announcement of Mega Bowl, what it is. And the rules pack will be out soon. Let me know what you think. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you're planning on coming. Um, but to summarize, it's a bunch of mixed teams. It's a bunch of secret teams. You can bring your normal teams as well. Uh, it's going to be two games in normal Blood Bowl, two games of sevens, and a whole bunch of prizes and things like that as well. For those of you who are secret team and secret secret league and stunty league uh, fans, let me just quickly read out the list of teams that are available because they are horror themed. So, Beastman team, Clan Pestilence, Corn, Slanesh, and Zinch, Chaos Halflings because you cannot not have Chaos Halflings the best team. Um, Demons of Corn, Demons of Nurgle, Demons of Slanesh, Demons of Zinch, Horrors of Zinch from the Stunty League, Nurglings from the Stunty League. Ethereal team, the Golem team, the Ware team, Ben, um, and Undead Pirates. We've got all the different Kemri variants, so Kasabar, Liberus, uh, Marak, Numas, Resetra, Zandri, and then there's some really cool vampire builds as well Blood Dragon, Lamian, Nekrak, Strigoi, Van Karstine, and Strigoyan from the Stunty League. So that's another. If, that's um... Yeah, if you're looking for modeling opportunities, there's a couple of these teams. I think two or is it three of them are in your seven videos on YouTube. Uh, Ethereal are, Where Team are, and yep. Marak are. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. And um, I'll give you a bit of an idea what you can kind of do with modeling. And Chaos Halflings, I suppose. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, but we didn't want to give up any one part of what we love about Blood Bowl. So building a mixed team, you can do it. Building a secret team that's horror themed for fun, you can do that as well. Just bringing along a Blood Bowl team that you love, you can do that. And I like the idea of mixing up the meta a bit by having those sevens games in there. So you can take your stacked uh, guard Chaos Dwarf build, but for two games, those Chaos Dwarves aren't going to be able to make it into combat for at least a turn per half. And it changes up that meta ever so slightly. Um, not that with 481 teams available, you can have a meta, um, but 
this is a game day this is a tournament but this is really about celebrating all the nonsense that we love about blood bowl and um i'm not expecting 40 people to come to this tournament but as long as a few do it doesn't even matter we are going to have a great day with some great teams and some great coaches and i really think that if you love blood bowl and you're anywhere near pool um in october then i think you should come along because we're gonna have a great day and uh ben's gonna commute from uh thailand <laughs> take i won't his, make any promises for that <laughs> take his private jet no that's that's next yeah. year the blood bowl world tour that's the dream Bonehead Podcast yeah. World Tour. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> so uh, that is Mega Bowl. What I'm going to do is just quickly bounce back to our hobby screen, probably, and just check chat before we sign off. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? I've, I've hidden a thing. Uh, had to go over the team reviews. Glad I came back for that, though. Uh, four games for a tournament will be fine. I'm amazed how it's nowhere near the expense of a London price. Very reasonable. We just... it's. Entoyment do a great deal for us. So it means we can charge the minimum amount possible to cover our costs. Um, and then because we've got so much prize support already, we can still do a really good job, hopefully, with the prizes. Uh, cool Hearth theme, Stephen Knowles. Hope you have flash floods in the 11s kickoff. I don't think we're going to go for a fancy kickoff table this time around. Uh, it's not on a kid weekend. A Get in. About. Yeah, it might be a little bit, little bit too much to go along with the 480 teams. Uh, Mark Pilgrim. It's not on a kid we can get in. Just have to convince the missus. Mark, there are there are multiple different vampire teams that you can play. I know MJ, <laughs> MJ Pilgs is the vampire lord, but that's uh, Blood Dragon, Lamian, Necrox, Strygoy, uh, Strygoy Van, Von Karstein. Van, Von Karstein is cool. They all come with pro. Uh, Rodrigo Sanchez, how are you? Uh, Craig Nash, it would be ace for me. I only play 11s. would give me a chance to practice 7s. It's cool. Troll Ogre team, Dan Brooks, that's it. Love 7s, says Mark. So... That was cool. I just want to say a big thank you uh, to everybody who's joined us in the chat for this episode. And hopefully you guys listening a normal podcast. It's not been awful, but do let me know and uh, we'll do a better job next time. Ben, thank you as ever for joining me on the podcast. No it's been good fun. Uh, really it's enjoyed been, been really good. Um, and uh, yeah, we are going to wrap it up now. So thank you to everyone for joining us. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we've got a lot of other Blood Bowl content coming out in the next few weeks. So just stay on either in our Discord or um, our YouTube or Facebook or Instaface or Twitter, whatever it works for you. Uh, we try our best to just hang out with you guys as much as possible. Um, I will personally be back Sunday night and Tuesday night to stream some games. I think getting in another zombie game soon. But uh, otherwise, I'll probably be jamming some new Underworld um, to really put it to the test. Uh, so I am going to wrap up the stream. And uh, yeah, Ben, I will catch yep. you later. Bye-bye. Cheers, guys. See you later.